Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Hey, this your boy, Pimp Funnel Franchise Boy, and I just jumped out the post with Dirty Glove Bell. I've been smoking all day cause I got issues. I can't wipe that bitch, that bitch got issues. All right, so we got the legendary Pippin' Beats off the porch with us today. Hey, man, what's going on? What's happening? How you feeling today, man? man hey, I feel so good right now, man. Highly blessed. Highly, <laughs> man. Yeah, appreciate you coming by today, man. I know we've been talking about this. We, we working on something else that's a little top secret, but I'm happy yeah. to have you on the porch today, man. Oh, yeah, appreciate you for having me, man. For sure, For man. sure. Yeah. So what can you tell us about Allen Temple, man? Allen Temple, oh, man. You know, that's a place where I grew up at, you know, uh, during a time where if you pull up, it's going to be about five, ten guys running up to your car with sacks, putting them in your car. You know what I'm saying? And out of the temple, well, you know, I became a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Because during my Allen temple days, 
you know, I sold weed, I sold dope, but that, were, that wasn't really me. You feel what I'm saying? I was more like a scammer. And <laughs> what really got me into everything was, you know, one of my homeboys, first of all, my mom got locked up, you know, for um, bad checks. Hmm. So I'm like 16. So basically I have to be a man at 16. Can't tell the rent office people that my mom locked up or they're going to evict me. So, you know, I had to figure it out. So, you know, I had a whole apartment to myself. And basically what I did, one of my homeboys, he used to do the same thing, write checks. Hmm. And he had a whole bunch of phones. And, and he remember the two ways? Yeah. He had a whole bunch of them, but he didn't know what to do with them. He couldn't turn them on. So I knew a girl. So this girl, she showed me how to, you know, activate the phone because everything was like manual through the phone. It wasn't remote. So, man, when I tell you, bro, the whole Allen Temple had pimp wireless. <laughs> pimp wireless, dog. And you had to come through me to pay the bill. So everybody who trapped, listen, so that was the beginning of a uh, uh, hustle. And my mom bought my uh, first computer. Oh, before shit. she got locked up. Hmm. So that was the beginning of a franchise. <laughs> How long did you run with that hustle for? Man, for, for years. Really? Like, for years. <laughs> now, nah, for real, for real. Like, I had other um, hustles on the side, but I did that for years. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when I first met Palais, you could ask me, we skipped school one day because I'm still, I'm still in school the whole time, playing basketball and everything. Go to basketball practice out of school and Basically, I had a whole office set up in the apartment. Hmm. So when I took Palais to the apartment for the first time, he would trip like, well, you got a whole office in this bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, you know, people were kind of paying their bill, getting phones activated, you know, just, you know, regular customer service type stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, for years, man, all the way to college. Okay. You know, all the way to, to college. So how'd you link it with Parlay? I know he's from Bowen Holmes. Well, yep, exactly. And, you know, a lot of people don't know back in the day, Allen Temple and Born Homes, that shit was like Crips and Blood. Mm. You know, like we didn't fuck with each other. You know what I'm saying? We didn't go to, people from Allen Temple didn't go to Born Home. People from Born Home didn't come to Allen Temple. And basically, we linked up through um, JV basketball. Okay. You know, so, you know, just having a conversation and what linked to the music is one day we left basketball practice and, you know, Palais always had his freestyle that he used to rap to everybody, all to the girls and shit. You know what I'm saying? And he rapped that, that freestyle to me in the car on the way to the office. <laughs> we cut school. And at that moment, I was like, boy, I'm getting into this music shit. Not as a rapper, but, you know, I'm going to get into it like the baby. I want to be the baby of the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to put him on to make us some money. You see what I'm saying? And that moment, I try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So. The first thing I did was learn the business side of it. That was the first thing I did. Learn how to do publishing, you know, LLC, all that, before I even picked up a pen or did anything. So I did that. And shit, you just started working, man. Started working. So when you first started making music, were you rapping or were you producing? I was a producer. Okay. Basically, I'm going to tell you what happened. Like, in the process of me trying to figure out how I was going to get the music career to pop, pop with Palais. I was trying to figure it out and a couple years passed. I say a year passed. We in 12th grade, 12th grade and I got cut from the basketball team because I had a, we had a little issue with, a, with, with the coach um, the previous year or whatever. But he cut me so, you know, I had a partner at Thera High School who played basketball 
And, you know, the coach, she knew about me because, you know, I, I used to ball. I had them, the monkeys, boom, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And basically, he, he was like, shit, I'm going to pull some strings and I'm going to bring you over here, there or high, and you're going to be able to play. Because normally you have to wait out a year and all that shit. I ain't had to do none of that. So, boom, I ain't talked to Parlay for a whole year. Hmm. Boom. And basically, I ran into K-Rab one day at basketball practice. I just left basketball practice, just walked through the hallway, and K-Rab was in the, uh, he was in detention, and the teacher had left by walking there. He ended up making a beat on Fruity Loops. <laughs> and everybody, I'm like, bro, what that is you doing, bro? He's like, shit, I'm making a beat. I'm like, damn, bro, what the hell? What, what name that is? He's like, Fruity Loops. So he was just showing me the little basic of how to do it. That same night, went home, went and bought the, um, I had got a, uh, I had just got the AOL package in the mail. You know what I mean? Yeah, they give you the free trial. So, man, I got that shit. <laughs> doop, got on the internet. Download Fruity Loops. They had the uh, demo version. Started making beats. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So I still haven't talked to Parlay. So I ran into Jizzle Man. Jizzle Man stayed in Allentown for two. So I really didn't know Jizzle Man because, you know, he had dropped out of school. So basically, he just in the hood trapping. And... You know, I used to see him all the time, but I didn't know he rapped. So one day, I'm making a beat, so I used to put the speakers outside of the window. And one day, I go outside, he's like, bro, hey, you made that beat. Bro, you know I be rapping, bro, you know what I'm saying? They call me Beat Jizzle. That's what his name used to be. He had two goals right there, over face on the, uh, <laughs> the two front teeth. Like, yeah, man, I be doing my thing, man, you know what I'm saying? So he kicked a little rap to me. So the next thing I did, I had to figure out how can I record. So I went in there, downloaded the uh, recording software. I don't know what the hell it was. It wasn't Pro Tools. Yeah, that's before Pro Tools. <laughs> I don't know what it was. So Jizzle was the first person I, I recorded a song with. And I remember exactly how it goes. It was like, my pocket's on zero. I'm still in G, though. I got to get, though. You know what I'm saying? So we recorded that. Boom. Fast forward, I get a scholarship for basketball. You know? And it's like, I got to make that decision because Jill's on my ass. He's like, bro, you can't, if you go to school, bro, that fucking up my goddamn, you know what I'm saying, my rap career. <laughs> but I still wanted to play basketball because at the same time, I wanted to do music, but I still was good. I thought I was going to go to the league. You feel what I'm saying? So it's so crazy how the universe works. Orientation at college. I go to the classes and all that shit, boom. I'm in the dorm. The first thing I do is set up my computer. Start making a beat. And with the beat in mind I was making was the Michael Myers theme song. Oh, yeah. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. So I'm making that shit. I'm like, oh, this shit hard. You know what I'm saying? So I do the same thing. I put the speakers in the window. Like, buddy, he hoping for the goddamn be on my door, but they see a musician in that bit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm making the beat. Top of my show. Guess who it is? Motherfucking Parlay. <laughs> that shit tripped me out, bro. I look like, oh, what the hell you doing? He's like, nigga, I'm in college, nigga. He's like, boy, I like that shit. Boy, you remember that song I did? I'm like, yeah, he's like, well, we can do it right now. Got the mic. I had a um, performance mic that you perform <laughs> with, with a long ass cord. Tied that bitch around the lamp. 
had that bitch hanging down like the boxing ring. So we finna record, put a sock over that bitch. And I had a roommate, but it was like, he told that nigga, hey, bro, you just gotta get up out of here for a second. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he wasn't gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? We were gonna whoop that nigga ass if he did, you know, but bro, you gotta get up out of here. So we record that shit. And shit, it's real made, man. Performing that shit at a talent show. Took over the whole North Carolina, cause that's where we were. And I left early. Brought that, that shit back to Atlanta, started doing a little promotion. And like a year later, they got kicked out. By the time they came back, it had an already a little buzz. But by them coming back, it made the buzz even bigger. And shit, here we are today. That first song was money, right? The first song was money. Yeah. We had, actually, we had a whole mixtape. We had like eight songs. Hmm. We had a song called Money. We had a song called It's All About the A. Um, and we had, we had a whole bunch of shit, man, on that shit. I can't remember all the songs, but we had a whole little mixtape. And so, you know, back then, not many people were using Fruity Loops, right? No, not at all. Hmm. And I think that's where the snap music originated from. Because a lot of people, you know, try to figure out what the sound came from. You know, I had to take credit. It was me because basically, you know, I downloaded the demo version of, of FL Studio. And the sound that I was using was just the standard default sound. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't have no big sound pack. It was just, I was tweaking them like how I like. You feel what I'm saying? Like the bass, I was going in and tweak that bitch, and it was different. And everybody drawing to it, like, damn, man, what that shit? Ooh, what that beat? You know what I'm saying? And that's how we, you know, White T came about. It's so <laughs> crazy. Like, it's so many stories, man. These pimp tales, man. Pimp tales, straight up. So how did White T come so about? Because that was the next big one you guys had. Yeah, okay. So, okay, money is popping, right? So, you know, the guys are back. We all, we're not a group at this time. Basically, everybody, they own independent artists, you know, like, and I'm just a producer. Basically, it was franchise production, and it was Pale, B-Jizzle, Buddy, Young Nut, um, um, G-Rock. I had G-Rock at the time. And... um. Meathead was a part of it too. Future. Okay. Cause he used to be out there come kick with us too. So basically we used to just make music all the time. So at the same time, we started going to the pool palace for talent show. It was like a hundred dollars um talent show or whatever, and you win a hundred dollars. So we used to just go up there just to kick it. You know what I'm saying? That's where we go. And basically shout out to um DJ T Rock. I used to be on his head, boy. Play this. Boy, play this, play this one time. Used to give me hell at first, but man, after he started playing money, we started getting a, a bigger buzz. And so we still doing our thing. So one day, now what happened was Pale had brought somebody to the studio in, in Allentown. And the next day, those same guys dove back and broke in my apartment. And the only thing they took was the computer. Oh, shit. Right. That shit was crazy hell. Like, I, I had. Everything in up. They took nothing but the computer. So I called Paul hey, bro, man. Somebody just broke in the house, man. They took the computer, bro. He like, bro, I know who did. So he didn't get the um the computer back. He got the monitor back. Hmm. So basically everything we recorded was lost. Hmm. So but we still had money. So basically we still pushing money. And one day, you know, I had to go to another studio because I can't record. So 
I went to Temp Town Studio, me and Buddy, and we was going there to record to a beat I already made a while back. So we just waiting. DG Yola was recording. Um, I ain't gonna let up. Really? That shit crazy. He was he recording. He doing his verse. So we gotta wait on him to uh, finish the song. And so we go in the office. I go in that bitch. Download through the loop on the office computer. <laughs> Start making a beat. The beat is the white T beat. That's it. So we just I'm making the beat. So Paulette here. Hey, boy, I'm gonna come in. Boom. He come in. He didn't beat the trap down. He got big bank rolls. Uh, new goddamn throwback jersey. He just spent 500 on, you know what I'm saying? So he fret, he flexed. He's like, bro, yeah, y'all niggas ain't getting money, bro. Y'all niggas, he'll goddamn, what y'all niggas doing? Woo, 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 woo. Nigga, I'm fret, woo. Man, we like, bro, fuck that throwback, bro. When he start nigga, yup. Buddy got there, yup. Nigga, I'm in a white tee, nigga. Yup. But that's it. Like, that's all we gotta do, bro. Just goddamn rough about what we doing our white tee. Nigga, everybody wear white tee. You feel? So boom, we start writing our verse. DJ Yola get done. We going up like on some real group shit. All of us in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> all of us in the booth. Jizzle wasn't there. All of us in the booth. So it was crazy because we really were just having fun. We weren't taking that shit serious. And basically, man, after we got done, we went to the pool palace. And we, we performed white tea. And when that shit came on, Man, them folk was singing that shit like they already heard it. <laughs> and man, that took us up through that, man. Like, for real, for real, man. For real. But it's so crazy how that happened because that led to, oh, I think they like me. <laughs> because the success from white tea, everybody started making in my green tea, in my pink, in my blue, yellow, all that shit. And then I think Gucci Man. He made the black tea. And our remix was gonna be black tea. And me personally, I took that shit hard. I took that shit like, oh, that fucked up. So that same day, one of my homeboys walked up to me. He was just like, I'm in the truck. He was just like, hey, bro, you need to sample yourself saying, um, oh, I think they like me. Well, them hoes like that shit. That's what he tell me, just like that. And walk off. Like, like some, you know what I'm saying? Like he was an angel or some shit. So I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah. So I go up there, take that shit out the um the white tee, boom. I make the whole beat around that sound. Hmm. And that sample is in the beat. Like I'm not saying it in it's in the beat. So boom, I'm making that shit. Boom. Oh, I think they like that. Yeah, these niggas like me. Haters wanna fight me. Yeah, these niggas mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm going crazy. Like I'm pissed at this point. So I'm like, damn, okay. Boom, I got my verse, bring the hook back in. So I'm like, damn, who got put on here next? Jill. He wasn't on white team. This shit. So I look out the window. Crazy again. Jizzle walking up the street. <laughs> Jizzle, come in real quick. Boom. Jizzle do his verse. Boom. Got two verses. So I'm like, damn. Who ain't on um, white team? So I had my homeboy, Young Nut. Little Peanut. He used to be at the studio uh, with us every day, too. And I would call him. He didn't pick up the phone. But I had a verse that he did the following day. I mean, um, the day before on another song. I snatched that shit off and put it on. Oh, I think they like, <laughs> boom. Motherfucking hit rough, put together right there. Super producer shit, man. Straight up. And how JD got, got, got on it. 
it's so crazy because he had already did a remix to the white too. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it did a little, it did all right, but it wasn't as, you know what I'm saying? It ain't catch the wave. And then after we did, oh, I think they liked me, started getting that buzz. He called me like, hey, I want to do a real remix. Send me the beat. Shit, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And how we heard it, we was at the radio station. He was like, made a radio station. Boom. Let her hear JD. He never played. So when they played played it the first time on the radio, we heard it for the first time. So I'm in the radio station like, oh shit, you got on it too? Oh, oh shit, the brat. Oh, oh, nigga, my wall on that bitch. Nigga, I'm out. You feel what I'm saying? Like straight up, bro. Like, oh, we out of the hill. So man, hey. Hey, all I got to do, all I got to say, man, thank you, J.D., boy, straight up, boy, because J.D., he put that battery in our back and, and took us out of here, boy, straight up. Yeah, that song went number one on Billboard. Number one, number one, and it's crazy. I got to tell my side to the lean with it, rock with it, right? So it's okay. crazy because, like, me and Pale, like, me and Pale, it's like, we real creative and we real competitive, you know what I'm saying? And... You know, I don't know if he felt a certain type of way I ain't called. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Damn it, put him on. Oh, I think they like me. But that's how Lane with a Rock with it came about. That's how the universe worked, though. So, you know, Pale got down. He, he, he just like, man, okay. I'm finna pipe up, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all playing. Okay, you wanna put me on, oh, I think they like me. I ain't saying that the reason, but I don't know. He piped up after this. So he went over to the Ben Hill squad, and my cousin was over there, cause my cousin made beats too. And he was over there, and they had made Lean With A Rock With It already. We wasn't on it. Mm-hmm. Got it on the radio and everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think they like me at number one. He about to sign the deal with JD. Get what JD do. He's like, hey man, we need to get that lane with the rock where we need to, you know what I'm saying? We need to put y'all on there. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's a hit record. Well, I was, you know, I'm like, that's Pale record. You gotta talk to Pale. So they they worked that shit out, but it was a lot of Ben Hill score. I think that that's their name. They ain't wanna give us that song back. Jennica Bell, yeah. I remember Jennica Bell, but they we had a hard time to get that rough. You feel what I'm saying? But luckily. You know, Pale had made the beat and my cousin. So all I did was call my cousin over and we, you know, we worked it out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Once again, number one again. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's some real stories behind this shit, man. Like, real, for real. For real. And you guys were signed to Universal as, as well, right? Yeah. So, you know, we signed with Universal. That was our first deal. That was with White T. And, you know, I'm not the first artist to speak on that, but a lot, you know, at that time, a lot of things have changed, but at that time, a lot of up north artists slept on, you know, down south artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna say artists, I'm gonna say the, some of the, rep, the record label people, because they really didn't know. You know, they sit in the office all day, they, ain't, they, don't, they don't know what's going on, but it's so crazy how that happened because, oh, I think they liked me was on our first album with White T. Yeah. And we told Universal, oh, I think they like me need to be the next singer. They say, no, it sounds too much like White T. That's the point. 
<laughs> That's the punt. Oh, like, and they, they ain't get it. So we were like, well, if y'all don't want to put it out, just release it. Because Universal, how they did it, they gave us all the money up front. All of it. We had to take care of everything. And when I first got that money, I was 19. I don't think about no goddamn promotion and marketing <laughs> and all that whole thing. Shit, this chain and this goddamn, that Bentley, that Ben's gonna be the market of that promotion, you feel? <laughs> but yeah, man, so they let us go. And, you know, that's how we, we, we signed with, um, with JD. But, you know, I had to go through something with that too, because right before we signed, the person who was managing us at the time, you know what I'm saying? Um, they was dealing with him at first, but I guess he was handling business and, uh, um, you know, he wasn't doing it right. So they started calling me. Hmm. So I'm start, I'm conducting all the business. You see what I'm saying? And something happened where they booked us to go to New York and, um, we went to New York and we were doing a, uh, MTV video countdown with JD <clears throat> and he's supposed to go. But they didn't, they didn't want him to go. So he thought I did. So I'm in Allen Temple one day. I'm pulling up the kind of car I had. The front window don't let down, right? So he pull up, boom, get out the car. So I got the music up. So I can't let this one down. So I let the back one down. So I'm turning around in, got the music up. He walked to the back. Only thing I smell is gunpowder. Hmm. So I look around, look back, boom. He got the gun in my face. Like, bro, then I tell you goddamn about fucking with my bed. I'm like, shit, bro, you gonna kill him, you gonna kill him, bro, there what it is. So he hit me, boom. And this this guy, he like 6'5. Shit, 230. When I say he hit me with the babyest punch. <laughs> oh, that what you wanna do? You wanna fight? Okay, shit, shit, bro, we can fight. You still got the gun. We can fight, bro. So he put the gun up, we get fighting. <laughs> I put my hand on his leg, you know what I'm saying? He shoot at my homeboy, R.P. Jesse, you know what I'm saying? Jesse, he saved me that day. Jesse come out <clears throat> with the chopper, run him out. Mm. And this, the next day, we getting ready to sign to, um, what it was, um, Virgin Records. Yeah. So we getting ready to sign. This the next day we signed. We on the way to New York, bro. Like, Palais, they ain't know none of this shit. I'm at the airport, like, bro, don't you know, bro, tried to kill me yesterday, bro? Like, he like real, bro. Woo, woo, woo. We go to the um New York <clears throat> in the office. The nigga called me, hmm. bro. You know I love you, bro. You know I never do nothing to hurt you. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, say no more. Cool. We should sign a deal. I'm fuck with you. <laughs> that was the end of that. But to this day, we still we we cool. You know I ain't ran into him in, uh, a couple times, and we good, man. You know. I don't got no bad energy out here though, but you know, a lot of people don't know we went through a lot of shit to get where we at. Oh yeah. Um, talk to us about the Monica song, Every Time the Beat Drop. Every time the beat drop. Um, <clears throat> how that came about one day just chilling. And nigga JD called her, like, hey bro, um, go get Polly, y'all come to the studio. So we go out there. I think we did two songs that day. We did a feature with um, Mariah Carey. And <laughs> probably did a, a verse. I think, what the, what the name of that song was? Say Something. We did that. And then we did that song. 
uh, after we did that, it's a crazy story behind that because the day before the video, I fuck around and break my goddamn wrist. Oh, Ryan Dirt bikes through the through the subdivision. It's a little subdivision undeveloped uh, part in the in the woods type shit with a lake. I'm Ryan doing about a hunt. I ride this shit every day. A motherfucking pothole in the grass up here. <laughs> in the grass. <laughs> right. How the hell a pothole in the grass? You feel me? I hit that bitch, boom, flip. Land on my back. Boom. I ain't never know you can land on your back and then knock the wind out your ass. Oh yeah. Man, boom. I get up, everything fine. Boom. The next day, we gotta shoot the video. So if y'all watch that video to the day, the whole time I got a towel in my head. Cause my shit is throbbing. <laughs> like my shit is broke and I don't know it's broke. So the whole time I'm like this. Go back and watch that video the whole time. And that's why I'm not in Palacing, because right after my verse, I went to the hospital. Like, <laughs> why can't take no this shit? Why this shit is killing me? Straight up. But see, a lot of people don't know that. Hmm. They could be going back looking at that video like, hell yeah, I'm fucked up. <laughs> and you got the opening verse on that song. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I just, you know, that's what I was doing. Hey, you know, make pimping, make the beat drop, fucking with a laptop. I'm like, do it, do it. Same as motherfucking beef, bro. <laughs> so was there ever a beef between them franchise boys and D4L? Uh, was it ever a beef? <clears throat> I want to say a beef. It was just, you know, really they were trying to ride our way, bro. Like, because a lot of people try to compare, compare us, but it's no comparison because, first of all, when we came out, we fucked up the fashion industry with white tees. Everybody was wearing white tees, but people started wearing it like us. You feel what I'm saying? Four or five acres shit coming <laughs> yeah, down. I remember that. <laughs> they didn't do that. You feel what I'm saying? And then next, we come with a dance. We fuck up the dance industry. You feel what I'm saying? So they try to come in and try to ride on that little wave, but everybody know, man, like, we the original, like Pale, Pale made that shit up. I remember Pale doing that shit back in the temp. Like straight up. And the walk it out. Pale made all that shit up. That, man, straight up, bro. So, nah, it wasn't never really no beef, man. I think it was just a, a misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? And they were really, it was kind of a jealousy too. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, we all been mature and, you know, we cool to this day, you know, but I think it was just, you know, being young and being, getting all that money and just, you know, the hype, you know, but yeah. So what happened to the group after that third album? <clears throat> after the third album? Well, um, what happened, Pale, he decided to go solo because, um, you know, some things happened. I think Pale was shooting a movie or he was shooting the trap, his movie, and you know, the group will, the group wasn't giving him his support. You know what I'm saying? The whole group. You know, basically, you know, when he asked me, it was like shit. Whatever you need me to do, bro, they give me the. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? 
Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Time and a day, I'm there. And it wasn't the same energy. And, you know, he fell back, you know. But we, we, you know, we, we were still cool, but he fell back just from the whole the franchise boys. And after that, you know, me, Jill, and Buddy, we continued to, um, you know, we continued to tour. And it was like, with me, I'm the most business, you know, minded person. Like, I handle all the business and everything. And the way they was handling business on the road, you know, I, I didn't appreciate it. It was kind of making, when you're in a group, if one person do something, they ain't gonna say that one person, they're gonna say, them franchise boys did this. And it was a whole bunch, a lot of bad stuff being said. And it was just like, man, if this continue, you know, shit, it ain't gonna be no group. Nobody ain't gonna wanna fuck with us, you know what I'm saying? So I made a decision like, man, I'm gonna do my own thing, bro. So, you know, Basically, I was just like, no, nah, we can't do this no more. Cause basically, I, I do all the bookings. I do everything. Like, the company is in my name. Like, you know, I'm the founder of everything. So it was just like, I walked away, and I got that call from Pile He was like, bro, I got shows, bro. Like, you know, <clears throat> you don't want to do business with them. I know you want to do business with me, so let's, let's do it. So me and Pile we've been doing doing shows for, like, shit, I'm like over, over a decade now. Over a decade, but what really killed it too, RP Buddy, man. Like, I love him to death. We worked everything out before, um, you know, his passing. But before he passed, it was like um, probably like five years ago. I get a phone call, and basically, what I did, you know, I had worked, I had negotiated a big deal for the franchise boys company. And basically, I called them, like, hey, um, I got this deal, but I'm going to give you guys a deal. You know, I got my deal, and I'm going to give you guys a deal, you know. And everything was cool, you know. They get paid. I get a call back. It's like, um, we don't want to do the deal no more. Um, you and Paulette, you guys are still touring, so you guys are still making money. So it's like, um, we don't want to do it no more. Okay, well, give me the money back. We don't have the money. What? Okay, and we want our publishing back because I, I own majority of publishing, and we want our publishing back. I'm like, wow. Like, woo, woo. So anyway, it just go. It, it start talking about, oh, we gonna take you to court. Oh, we gonna put you in jail. We can sue you and all this, and it too much, you know. And so I give them the publishing back. You know, they get another deal with the same people behind my back. I got paid off the deal still because it's like a um. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but that happened, just say that happened, this on, this like Christmas, this on the 20th. 
on the 24th, I'm in the studio, and two guys run in with pistols. And I managed to get myself out of that situation, but it was like, it's too close. You know what I'm saying? It was too close, and like right now, you know, I have PTSD right now because I still, at that moment, I was thinking like, damn, how the hell do these folks know I'm at this studio? Was this for me? Or was this for my partner who was in here? Because he be having a lot of money too. Like, where did she come from? Like, it ain't just a coincidence that this just happened and they just called me. Was this a hit? Was this a setup? Damn, do they know where I stay at? So I'm really tripping like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? And I could have, I could have, woo, woo, but it was like, I didn't know where it come from. So for a long time, you know, you know, I was like, it was, it was, it was crazy to me. But, you know, I heard Buddy had, you know, he had called counsel and I reached out, you know, I reached out to him and we talked and, you know, I told him what, what happened. He was like, nah, bro, I ain't, I ain't do that. I ain't had nothing to do with that, bro. You know, you my little brother. I want to do you like that, bro. I'll pull up and fight you before I try to do something like that to you. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah, that shit, that shit was crazy. And then, you know, what happened, it happened, you know, you know, RP my dog, Buddy. And then we was doing the documentary. And then I ran into Julie. And I, I love Pale. Like, Pale, that's my brother for life, bro. Because Pale, he know me. He know me. He knew he would have told me Julie was here. I would have I came <laughs> up with something. <laughs> Straight up, I would have been like, what? No, bro, I can't be talking about that in front of No. So he didn't even tell me. So when I got here, I saw y'all. It was like, oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was just recently. That was just recently. Yeah, that shit was crazy. That shit was crazy, but it was good, right? It was good because he got to hear my side of the story because we never talked. Like, he didn't know what I went through, you know what I'm saying? And we had a conversation after that, and he was like, damn, bro, I ain't even know. And he said, he told me the same thing, like, bro, you know, I don't move like that, bro. Like, come on, bro. And, you know, to the day, you know, we rock. We rock. We cool. Yeah, you guys snapped it up for a picture back here, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we getting grown then with the passing of Buddy, man. Like, you know, you can't take things for granted, man. You can't hold grudges forever. So at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is, man. We grown men. And we created a whole legacy, you know. So... It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Talk to us about your uh, relationship with JD right now. Oh, that's my <clears throat> JD, man. That's my uncle, bro. Like, that's my <laughs> real uncle, bro. Like, he, they really didn't adopt me at So So Del straight up, bro. It's like, like, shit, I got a room in So So Del. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I make all my beats. So that's why I go. And it's like, I'm real family. Like, shit, that's one person I can say really just, you know, and took, taking a liking to your boy, like he really see potential in him. And T.I. told him that, like T.I. told him, like, bro, goddamn, J.D., you, you got them wizards, bro. You see that shit before it happened. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing with me, bro. Like he seeing this shit before it happened. He told me the other day, like, bro, don't you know Kanye used to be back here making beats too? <laughs> I'm like, you lying like hell, nigga. Kanye used to be back here. <laughs> Go ahead on, J.D. Like, no, for real, bro. Telling you, bro, to keep doing what you're doing. Shit, that should be motivation, bro. Straight up. Motivation.
All right, talk to us about this song with Casino and T.I. Um, low oh, key. Man. Low key. <laughs> that shit crazy because I always been I always been cool with um, Casino and Future Dunn. Like Future Dunn, like at my when I was at my peak with with everything, they used to when I'm in town, Future um, Casino, all of them used to be at my house in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Then my dog and um. He reached out because they reached out because they were trying to get something clear. It's funny how that shit happened. They reached out because somebody had remade the um, white TV and they had recorded some of it. And they called me over there to listen to it and, you know, clear it and everything. And she was like, shit, bro, you, you got some beats? Hmm. When I say that's the first beat I played, boom, boom. Like, oh, boy, load that shit up. They record that shit right there, boom. He put it out, boom. And T.I. got down. T.I. called me. I'm with J.D. T.I. called me. God damn, hey, why? Why that motherfucker going hard? God damn, I'm finna jump on that motherfucker. Shit, nigga, go ahead. Let's get it. <laughs> so T.I. jumped on that bitch and that motherfucker then went, God damn, out of here. That motherfucker up there with E.T. ass on welfare. Straight up. Yeah. But yeah, man. I, I, that's love, man. Like, one thing I can say about ATL, bro, we stick together, bro. Especially the West Side. You know what I'm saying? That's just like with DC Young Fly. I got I, I just did a couple um a couple beats on his project. Hmm. And shit, goddamn. The West Side stick together, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction to hearing the Travis Scott song franchise? Oh man, listen, I didn't even know about it, right? They called me. I'm it's so this shit's so crazy, but I'm I'm with Bow Wow record. I'm with this nigga recording. Hey, they called me. Like, he didn't call me directly, but I hear him in the background. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yeah, bro, um, we just want to reach out to you, man. Uh, we finna shoot this, um, we just did this song. Uh, we, we call it White T, but we gonna, uh, I think we're gonna change the name, and we, I'm gonna send it to you. I want you to listen to it, and call me back, tell me what you think. Boom, I said, all right, say no more, boom. I play that shit like, I, I just stopped recording that nigga ass. Like, but hold up, bro. God damn, hold up. <laughs> I called back Ace. like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, bro. When y'all putting that out, bro? He's like, oh, yeah. Goddamn, we gonna put that shit out um like a month. But we trying to figure out the video. And we want y'all to come in the video. Hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, but just let us know. Goddamn, y'all gonna pay for the ticket, right? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, bro, we got you. So we're like, cool. So what happened? Um, I think they went, they went with another director or something happened and they ended up shooting the video in Chicago, as you see. But, uh, due to people's schedule, we ain't, we ain't getting to make it. But at the end of the day, you know, they giving us our roles, bro. Like a lot of people don't do that and that's just respect, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's respect straight up. Real shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you working on right now, Pim? Well, right now, you know, um, I'm filming a show called Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. And it's so crazy. I saw y'all had um, the shout up here before me, um, Diamond. I'm on the show with her crazy ass. So y'all, <laughs> y'all get to see the ups and downs. Oh, we fall out all the time. We break up, get together, fall out, all this. So y'all gotta make sure y'all tune in to Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta, the new season on WeTV. And right now, like I say, I got, um, Stuff with DC Young Fly. I got, I damn near did, damn near the whole album of his R&B project. Um, I got a couple songs with Future. 
Bitch, you need to put them motherfuckers out, bitch. Tandem, bro. <laughs> Come on. Fuck with your dog. With him, I got some more wrestling with um with Casino. I have my artist, Notoria. She have a song out called Um You Got Me Twisted. Um a lot of things, man. A lot of things. I got my um I just launched my bourbon. I saw that. Yes. So black owned bourbon. And we just hit Walmart. We just hit Walmart. So hey man, them shit's gonna get the rolling in. You know, so like I say, man, I'm just really blessed, man. Like, and I'm humble. I don't be on that Hollywood stuff, man. I just be kicking it, man. That's why, you know, I received the blessing like I received. Real shit. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Any last words? Any shout outs before we wrap this up? Yeah, man. Um, make sure y'all follow me at, at Pimpin' Beats with a Z. Um, on Twitter, Facebook, all that same thing, man. Go get that match that is installed right now. Go cut. I've been smoking all day cause I got issue. I can't wipe that bitch, that bitch got issue. And money never ever been Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.